Hi, and welcome to The Transect, a podcast about archaeology in British Columbia and uh, the people who do that archaeology, including myself, Cody York, Sean Beganotten, and Ian. And today, uh, our guest uh, of the week is uh, Aviva Finkelstein. Uh, Aviva, say hi. Hi. Aviva is a project manager with a local consulting firm in Vancouver. She has around a decade of experience doing consulting in BC, and uh, we wanted to get her on to talk a little bit about that. So, Aviva, you tell us how you got into archaeology? Yeah, so I remember loving archaeology, I think since elementary school, and I remember doing like a mock dig in grade seven where they set up, I think they set up quadrants in the long jump pit. And then we had to excavate tiny pieces of pottery. And I was like, this is the job for me. I would like (laughs) to spend the rest of my life in this long jump pit. (laughs) But like every child's dream, then you realize you can't be an actual archaeologist. Like you have to be. I don't know why all kids want to be architects, but that seems like a thing kids want to do. Yeah. What's that about? Architect or paleontologist. Yeah. And like, and sometimes, yeah you come in and you want to be a paleontologist and you realize that that's not acceptable. That'll never work, but you could potentially be an archaeologist. Maybe an archaeologist. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't decide on either one of those things. I thought I would go into the very lucrative career of creative writing. Mm-hmm. So It's like a lot of us Me now. too, dog. Yeah. Oh, I want something stable. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> I yeah. enrolled as an, yeah, an English major at SFU. That's yeah, my first so thing. I was an English major at well, not. I don't think you can major at anything at Lancara. I took some English courses <laughs> at a local community college. Um, and then I remember seeing that you could take an archaeology course. And I was like, cool, I've always been into this. Um, and it was with an archaeologist. I don't know if you guys know. Name withheld. But. Hmm. No. no. Yeah, he's crazy. Um, <laughs> like, he's a very nuts person. I actually had a meeting with him last week. And he said he'd, he'd never heard of one of the most major archaeological consulting companies in in bc stantec (laughs) he was like the stantec i've never heard of those guys what is happening name with hell so i took a course with him and i was like yes this is a career that i want but i think also at that time that made me realize that you could have a job as an archaeologist you that's kind a, of that's a cool realization like i feel like everybody yeah. does it. it's like i really like this and then somebody reveals to you that you can continue that you can do actually it. do it because i i distinctly remember being in class with name with hell and with him telling us you can actually do this as a job this is what i do as a job mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. my mind was blown and i was like yeah i'm not gonna be a writer anymore <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna be a very rich archaeologist. <laughs> it's funny how many anthropologists and archaeologists are like struggling or want to be writers. There's always like this like buried poet somewhere deep inside. Oh, them, totally. Right? Like, like, it's yeah. out in the report sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does, and then it gets quashed. Yeah, you know? gotta, like stop that poetry. What are you doing? What the hell? Just describe stratigraphy. <laughs> yeah, but like the dark brown dirt, like my soul. I, like, I tried to use the word petrichor the other day, like that rain smell of wet dirt. It's Did like, you put that in a report? I got tried. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't play that. I'm, man, that's that's a sick word. I'm I'm writing that one down and oh, using that word. in my poetry that I do. Act my but, poetry but podcast. Not yeah. But not in your reports because I'm gonna take that right out. Of yeah, there. We, we'll keep that out of there. No creativity. <laughs> Facts. Um, yeah. So that's you, you took the course at Langara, um, yeah. and then I know you somehow ended up at SFU because that's where I How met did you. Did I end up at SFU? I did somehow end up at SFU. Um, I took a lot more courses at Langara, and then I took a field school at Langara, 
and that like solidified my love for archaeology that's when I was out in the field for a few months in on a reserve in Pitt Meadows and I was like yep this is what I want to do so yeah then I moved up to SFU and met you and the rest is history (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and uh yeah I should probably just say for like the sake of clarity like one of the for the sake of clarity uh the way I was able to get uh, such a high, like a high pull uh, for this program uh, was that Aviva is my boss. So, uh, I really hate it when you call me your boss. I know. I prefer why I evil continue. overlord. But, uh, okay. Yeah. Dr. Boss. <laughs> or boss lady. Senior boss. Senior boss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what about Haas? You ever go with Haas? No. What is that? I it's, worry it's a that, southern expression. See, yeah. whenever I use a southern expression, I worry that it's it's racist. I don't actually know. And most it most is. of them are. Yeah. 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 You are right. So I'm just gonna like hold off from using yeah. any of the southern yeah. ones that I know, except for y'all. I think like y'all is even, okay. That's racist. Be careful with your y'all. Y'all don't, don't even say y'all's. Yeah. Don't even get started with the uses, guys. Yeah, so that's a <laughs> that's a bad one. That's a little bit farther north. You should just you should just call me ma'am. Ah, yeah. There's a funny funny thing that maybe Cody doesn't think is funny, but you guys were asking about what Daddy Warbucks is before we came (laughs) on air, and Cody wanted... He did. Cody wanted the company credit card, which I called Daddy Warbucks. That came from originally, I wouldn't give Cody the company credit card (laughs) unless he said, please, Daddy Warbucks, can I have the company credit card? And then I felt really good about myself, and then I would give him the company. <laughs> so it became known as Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> yeah. So you prefer to be like the Daddy Warbucks yes. uh, rather than boss, which is fair. Like that's that's pretty legit. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So the the reason <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this this is a terrible segue by the way. Uh, I'm 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 bringing it back around uh, to let's do it. N- non- well, maybe a bit of a sequitur. We'll see. Uh, but the reason why we uh, why we wanted to get Aviva on the show is because. We are, you know, three white guys on a couch. Word. No. Well. Word. Word, word yeah. Uh, and yeah. and that's, it's just like. That's white. That's a real thing. That's a real thing in archaeology is if you, like, hang out with your archaeology buds, like, odds are pretty good. Especially in the in the world of consulting archaeology, odds are pretty good that your your friends in consulting are all kind of like what like white middle-aged guys or older guys. The point that I wanted to make is that uh, we don't get, or I, I don't really uh, have a great perspective on uh, on the other side of it. Like, I go out and I don't have to deal with a lot of the shit that, that uh, female coworkers that I go out with sometimes have to deal with. And uh, I don't have to kind of worry about a lot of the things that uh, have to get worried about. So I just wanted to have Aviva over to talk about some stories and like, uh, you know, some stories from the from the trenches, sometimes literal trenches. Yeah, why do you, why do you think that in particular consulting archaeology is so male dominated? Because we came, we all came up through SF. Did you go to SF? I did. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there were so many women mm-hmm. in classes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then where do they go? All of my what field happens? schools. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, eighteen to them. Eighty percent women are yeah, in my field schools. That was yeah. same with mine. Yeah. And mine, I know one too. other woman from my field school who actually she's not an archaeologist anymore, so it's just me from mm-hmm. my field school. One of my suspicions is that. Maybe they enter the field, uh, spend a little bit of time, and then just the the men who are in that field are super shitty to them until they leave. 
Uh, I almost think, though, they don't even get into the field. Like, the field is so... It's set up as such a boys' club before you even get into it. Mm -hmm. Like, you're told, okay, like, if you want to go into consulting, cool, go into it. But just so that you know, here's what it's going to look like. And it's mostly men. And, like, you're going to be in logging camps with mostly men. And And on construction sites. On construction sites, yeah. And so I don't know. And so a lot of them end up going into, like museum studies which is totally cool but some they they all they don't come with me nobody came with me mm-hmm. i don't yeah. know what that's about i no, i agree i think there's like a there there's a setup though with those who are in positions of power for hiring and sort of this attitude mm. of what they know and what they experience and a lot of them came up in the 70s and 80s and 90s and i really do i kind of agree the deck does this the deck is stacked against you in that way and just sort of this mentality of what makes an acceptable field archaeologist in sort of these white male roles. And I think it's just really biased against women just because of sort of like outward appearance or emotions or the way these males sort of... Like <laughs> physically, can, like the work we do is quite demanding. It's yeah. a physically hard job. And I've mm-hmm. thought a lot about this. And women are just physically built different from men. Like, we are just not built to carry the same amount of weight or to do... Like, I'm shorter than most of my co-workers. And believe it or not, that's really hard in the woods. Yeah. Like, harder mm. than anything else is how much shorter I am. I can't get over things. Like I know a lot of yeah. very out-of-shape male archaeologists, though. Like, I feel like we're yeah, not but even reaching that bar. Like, yeah, but <laughs> there's, there's almost this idea, though, that, like, even an out-of-shape male archaeologist would be more physically capable than a female yeah. archaeologist. Maybe like, that's the, that's the, the hiring. Like, I think, hiring I think it is subconsciously. Yeah, like, I think it's probably like that for, not to compare us to fire. But we're like the firefighters of like the cultural world. Yeah. Um, we are putting out cultural fires. I'm doing it every day, yeah. every day. Yeah. But like, it's hard. It's harder for women to be firefighters. It's just a physical job that we're not built for, and so it is harder. It is, and I've talked to women about this. It is physically hard for us to do this job, especially the forestry part of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much the part that I, that Cody and I do now, which is urban archaeology, where we stand around a lot in Dunbar. But yeah. Forestry oh. work is just forestry is yeah, grueling, it's, and it's that's how tough. I came up for years and years. And yeah. like, so you end up starting. At, that is how you kind of start in the field is doing PFRs yeah. for forestry work, and it's the most physically demanding. Right? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I want, could I'd like to get your comment uh, on uh, like a kind of a a related thing at, at Clianza, uh, which is the company I work at and Aviva works at. Uh, we have, I, I think it's it's roughly like half and half uh, guys and 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 gals, yeah. and uh, the company is owned by two ladies. Uh, but our field staff, uh, I think, I think our friend uh, Morgan is the only. Whoa, she totally is female archaeologist yeah. that goes out like on field work regularly. The rest yeah, of you're the right. guys, yeah. Hmm. Which and and it's like it's like an it, um, an explicitly feminist country uh, company. Uh, that is like run with those goals in mind where you know you do what you want and like we yeah here I wonder if that's not a little bit of that bro mentality though of like to be an archaeologist you gotta be out in the bush getting dirty like, that's no, a good point no yeah. bro archaeologist wants to be sitting behind a desk <laughs> that's a good point yeah it's like uh, yeah, what gets I've... done behind a desk <laughs> nothing Sean says with his hat backwards yeah <laughs> <laughs> no I, I there, you know but there's something very true to that like yeah. there, there's this bullshit idea of like 
this old this old school idea of like yeah all these romantic stories about being in the bush and being yeah. rugged and being hairy and smelly you can do but that the, behind a desk you can do that behind a desk but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, every day, guys. but, but the real archaeology is the back end of yeah. it right? it's true and, yeah. and you have these tough this sort of this machismo in bc archaeology that i really have a disdain for and then, and i'm sure like and I'm a male, so I'm, and that bothers me. I only imagine the difficulties it would face of just that sort of like arrogance that comes with it in BC. Yeah, yeah but the, I think part of that is that like I just don't buy into it. Yeah. I'm like, cool, if you guys want to go and like be bros out in the bush <laughs> and like pee everywhere, whatever you're doing out there, like that's super fun. And I've done that for a long time, but like I feel like I'm actually doing better work what I'm doing behind a desk. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And yeah. not to say that people in the bush aren't doing good work, but, like, I've, I've done that, and I put in my time, and, like, I don't need to do that to feel like I'm a, like, a badass archaeologist anymore. Yeah, totally. Everyone can find something, right? It's just, like, like, we've all found stuff, right? And there's this idea, like, you find it, and you go home, and that's sort of that bro mentality in the field. And I agree with you. I think a lot of the best work comes from working hard on the back end. But it also, I think you have to have that balance, like having the experience you have of being in the field to understand that, to know what what it should look like in the final, uh, you know, products that you have to come up with. Yeah, I think the balance is, is important. I I know a couple of academic archaeologists who, like, I, I love them to bits, but their lack of time in the field is apparent oh, when yeah. they're writing oh, yeah. papers. <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah. yeah, but I think just... Also, in general, it's kind of, and this is just speaking to society and our culture in general, it's more expected for, like, a woman to have a job that doesn't take her away from home very much. And so, like, doing field archaeology and being in the bush for, like, ten days on, four days off, over and over again, it just, it, like, messes with everybody's expectations of what I'm supposed to be as a woman. Like, I'm supposed to be home and... Like, it's okay for mm. men to go out into the bush and, like, be away from home and then come home and have brought provisions back. But as a woman, that's not really... People are like, what are you doing? Or it's complicated if you were to have... If someone had children in their, yeah. in their way, then they're, whoa, what are you, bad mother for being away? But, like, it goes for the guys, too. Yeah, like, you're, like you're, you have children, Trump. I have children, yeah. <laughs> and it's... Uh, and I, I'm not trying to say I, I understand what it be to feel it from a feminine perspective, but... um. But you do see imbalances, just how people relate to you. It's like single males seem to be the ones that should be out in the bush, and people that have families need to be home, or yes. they're not expected to be in those positions, yeah. which is frustrating because they can do a lot of the work that's much better than maybe the single bro dude. But you know what this this is is there are just there are these ingrained expectations, mm-hmm. and this is where the idea of feminism comes in. Is that like I understand that there are those ingrained expectations that I'm expected to be home and that the man is expected to go out and the single man is expected to go out, but the family man is expected to stay home. And for us to be like, no, like where those, none of those apply anymore. And we don't have to do it that way. Like women, we, Cody and I are lucky enough to work for a company that's very openly feminist. And the two women who run the company both have young babies and they Mm -hmm. both have done field work with young babies because they're like, why can't, why can't we do field work? We'll just bring a nanny. We'll just do it differently. Yeah. And how mm-hmm. it's, like, why was it done that way? It doesn't have to be done that way. So I think, yeah, there's, I think a lot about that, about why are things done this way? I don't have to do it that way. I spend mm-hmm. a lot of time going, no, I'm not doing it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that's what always frustrated me from, especially from a corporate side of seeing it. It was like, this is how we do things. And I'm always like, why? 
Yeah. Like that, that makes no. Why can't it's we usually do it just because that's how it's been. That's done. how it's been done. You're yeah. like, that's not good enough of an answer, and I'm always like, let's push it. But that's always a hard discussion to have, depending on the the context of the outfit you're with. Well, there's the, there's the corporate side of that, and then there's the also like the legislative side of that, where we're yes. like we're you know mm. I guess archaeologists. I feel like uh, people like you know smart, uh, independently minded archaeologists are going out there and going above and beyond what is required of them and kind of then turning around and demanding that the you know the the province or you know whatever federal or you know legislative body they're dealing with you know also ups their game a little bit Mm -hmm. to be met with like we've never done that before we don't need to do that like and uh yeah those expectations is tough we can do that at like as a discipline as a whole though we can hold other companies to that expectation and say Mm -hmm. yeah we're not doing it that way you guys don't have to do it that way either. I do find that <clears throat> it, it's interesting working in a company that's probably half men, half women, because there is a distinct difference in the way men and women approach things that I've noticed. Like men are very, are really good at problem solving within the given parameters. So they're like, here's a problem and this is how it's been done before. And so I'm going to solve it this way. And then they solve it so efficiently. And women are like, Mm, but what is the problem? <laughs> and then we talk about it a lot and how we feel about it, and then we decide that, like, we're going to solve it a totally different way or not solve it at all, maybe sometimes. <laughs> like, we're just going to leave that problem where it is. And that's just, like, there's just that... I think that whole idea of, you know, we don't have to solve this problem this way or do something this way comes from... It especially comes from women who work in an industry where there there are certain prescriptions on them, and they have to learn how to do things differently. Like they, and they learn that it's okay to do things differently. Like the world doesn't end if they mm-hmm. write a report a different way or have a different recommendation than usual. Like usually, it actually makes things a little bit better. We've yeah, uh, we've experienced tremendous success with this kind of like business model of, of, of surprisingly doing surprisingly <laughs> sometimes i'm like oh that's that's a bad idea <laughs> but no it's a uh, it's important and i think it's uh yeah it's it's just really good to talk about um so how do you think archaeology compares to other industries uh as far as uh inclusion of women and like I know archaeologists end up dealing with a lot of other industries in their yeah. work doing archaeological services for say forestry companies for uh, residential development you end up working on construction sites yeah. with foresters and how do you how do you feel archaeology includes women within the discipline and then how is it interacting outside of archaeology with other I think that we are doing better all the time so for instance, I walked on, Cody's working on a residential development, and I walked on site yesterday, and there was a woman there. She was a, what was her job? She, she was, was in, uh, with the engineering crew. She was, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, they, they all kind of work together to uh, make sure that the utilities get hooked up to the city utilities. And yeah, stuff. but she was basically there, like, in her overalls, kind of helping dig stuff. And chucking I was like, pipes. Yeah, yeah. Chuck, <laughs> chuck, chucking pipes, putting, putting nine down. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. And I was like, wow, a woman doing that job because she is rarer than a woman doing my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, on the other hand, a lot of the people who do fisheries are women. Like, I almost mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. expect it to be a woman doing fisheries who's going out into cup locks. And yeah, if it's that like seems a, yeah. like a very 
female job for some reason. So I think we're doing okay. I worry sometimes less. These days I worry less about consulting archaeology and more about academic archaeology. I Mm. think that especially MA and PhD programs and that academic world is not hospitable for women, weirdly. Yeah, I I agree with that. Yeah, I've seen that from the inside too. Yeah. I think it's very difficult to be a woman in graduate school and also to be women in upper level positions in a department of anthropology, yes. archaeology. There is a growing trend towards more women students and intakes, but at the higher levels of power and control, you, they're not there. You're, they're not yeah. there yet. You think at this? There are at two this, at SFU. It's 2016. Right now. You yeah. think they'd be there? But they're just not there. No, they're not. Yeah. Did you do a graduate degree? I don't know that. Very good question. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I did one year of a graduate degree and then said, no, thank you, graduate degree. (laughs) Yeah. And totally dropped that, like... Why? um, Also good question. I did a graduate degree not because I needed it. Like, it won't advance my career at all, but I was interested in it at the time. Uh, and I went into it and it was really great and had a lot of critical discussion with classmates and read a lot of articles and then started getting into writing my MA and found it a little bit like a circle jerk where like I just put out <laughs> some... <laughs> you just put out? Yeah. I, well, I just put out this oh. this paper that okay. was... I would put out like an MA thesis that kind of just fed into academia but didn't impact the greater world in any way and at the same time i was working as a consulting archaeology archaeologist and i was like helping build policy with first nations and yeah. like working mm. to change mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. industry and i just writing something that no one would ever read yeah, is a tough thing to it was really hard for. it was really hard i couldn't see I, I couldn't see the value in my research anymore i mm. couldn't see how it was going to do anything that other than impact the tiny world of of academic archaeology i was doing it in pxrf too which is like an even tinier world so Mm -hmm. yeah no my heart wasn't in it but Mm -hmm. then contrasting that with what you're doing day to day yeah in your job and what i do day to day like hugely changes things all the time it's constantly changing things and that talks to also this the state of archaeology in bc because it's very new Mm -hmm. and like we all of us sitting here are in our 20s and 30s Mm -hmm. (laughs) she said questioningly (laughs) no i'm I'm actually you're wearing a backwards hat sean i don't know what decade i'm 19 so i transcend all decades (laughs) but we're we are right now what's changing archaeology like we are saying things aren't okay and this is and our generation is going to do it differently because and there's space for that because archaeology is Mm. in its infancy go ahead i was going to agree to this but i oh yeah no i I totally agree i also think it's super fascinating that for the lack of kind of bluster consulting archaeologists make about theory yeah that it's because of our numbers and our ability to kind of function semi-independently it's and and like have being on the ground constantly communicating with with the people the stakeholders uh, uh, for the for the arche- the work we're doing, uh, it's it's interesting that I feel that consultants are doing more of the the heavy lifting for changing the way archaeology is oh, done. Oh, we totally are. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, and I think it's that balance you're kind of talking about with whether it's a scholarship or whether it's the sort of practical CRM stuff we're doing that we are we can be the drivers of change, and that's what frustrates me when I do archaeology and now i'm in a place where i feel like we can sort of like push 
the boundaries a bit, the envelope, we can write the way we want. We can sort mm. of advocate a lot more and, 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 and sort of like push ideas forward and try to make change where um, I still think some consultants are, are shy about that. But if you're on a new edge or new wave or you're out there on that side, you know, it kind of looks a little bit different over there. So you might as well just go for it. And I don't there's know, room. But yeah. there's room now. And, and I think academic stuff has its contributions too. But like you said, it can also not be read. Or it can be something that really doesn't have an impact. And you want to make sure the work you're doing is meaningful and relevant to those communities, yes. right? And I find the people that are still trying to, like, toe that that old line and do archaeology one way, that is the old boys club. Those right. are the boys who came up and, like, did... When I was doing archaeology, we, like, got in a speed... Not a speedboat, a sailboat with a cigar and some whiskey and then pointed <laughs> at some midden and that was good enough. And, like... Where? <laughs> yeah, I dug 190 shovels just in one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That but I think part of part of what's changing that it does happen to be like feminism and intersectionality and like, mm. indigenous archaeology and people realizing that uh, there are different ways of knowing and different ways of mm. conveying information and and that, you can still drive speedboats. You can still drive speedboats if you want. If you want to, totally cool. You're just aware Even now. if you're a woman, you can <laughs> yeah. still drive a speedboat. <laughs> yeah. Strap that baby to you. Just drive a speedboat. Yeah. yeah I baby like being, being the only lady here, uh, and we want to talk a bit about f- feminist archaeology, I think all three of you guys work with women, and I just want... I just wonder sometimes about what some of the hardships you guys see working with women in archaeology. Like, how do you see them treated differently, or how do Mm. they work differently, or do you see it? Uh, You want want me to go? Yeah, go for it. One thing I see with my female um, colleagues is that it's like they have to work even harder in the sense mm. of like preparedness, professionalism, and always putting up a, a good foot forward, a good face forward, mm-hmm. to sort of like prove themselves that they deserve to be there. There can be sort of this like lazy cockiness with guys sometimes. Mm-hmm. Where you just have to be loud. You just have to be loud. Yeah. But I find the, the ones that I like working with, the girls that I like working with, I know that they work hard and they put a lot of thought into it and a lot of care. And I think they get talked over a lot. They mm-hmm. get interrupted a lot. They um, are, are just kind of dismissed. And, it's, and it alludes to your point earlier today where you talked about um, the size. A lot of them are shorter women than mm-hmm. are my friends. And I feel like they always have to sort of overcome those kind of barriers to sort of prove their worth when they're there. Or that may not necessarily be placed on a guy. And, they, and depending on the communities you work with or who you're working with, sometimes they defer to the guy and think you're the one in charge. Or maybe you're not at that point. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're balancing it. Or however you guys are working it out. So I always feel like women always have to be 100% on and they always have to be bringing it every time they're doing something and they're interacting and conducting work and showing their competence and their intelligence. Um, but there's a lot of traits I like about working with females more than guys sometimes as well, too. Did you want to... I didn't want to hog that answer. No, I'd, I'd say it's pretty much the same. Yeah, like just the understanding that you know that you're getting cut slack in the field and assumptions are being made about you and sometimes you can tell like, but mm-hmm. you, you guys can see that happening oh, sometimes yeah. I wonder like oh. is it just me who no. I'm like fuck you guys I like, see. you just put on a hard hat and then like it's like okay 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I see it all the time. I mean, one of my favorite characters is play the effeminate archaeologist in the field. I like to mm. be in camps and be like, hi, boys, and just <laughs> sort of like, where's this guy coming from? Just because it, it, it goes against this whole idea of being this machismo person out there. Yeah. And But I see it when people, men, interact with my female colleagues, the, the kind of bullshit and crap, and, and to see how they take it or see how they deal with it, and then we usually vent about it later. And sometimes we step in and deal with it, but it's it's it's, it's a lot of bullshit. I think that's just my experience. I've, I still see it that way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the, I, I, at Clienza, like I, I've only ever worked for Clienza, and uh, I can tell you that those are some of the hardest human beings. Like the the, the ladies that run that company are some of the toughest human we're, beings I've ever met. I think we're met. called boss-ass bitches. Yeah, those, those, just trying to keep it G-rated here. Oh. Uh, no, just kidding. We, we, sh- we shot that one long ago. Uh, you thought you were having a lady on the podcast. <laughs> but but it's because I've seen, like, Amanda and, and, and Jenny, our, our bosses, get approached that way. But it usually ends up with the, the you know, the guy who had addressed them in a certain way, being told quite uh, bluntly that that's totally inappropriate. And uh, I've always just kind of been in a position of like watching the the women I work with kind of dole this out to the people who interact with them mm. when, when it's like, when it's warranted. It's got to be and, tiring. Like, I'm just realizing that we don't have, like, I don't have to. Yeah, I mean, no, it I don't. Is, but it is and it isn't because that's how the whole world is for us, right? Mm. Like you're on the bus, you're in the store. Like that's just kind of part of the course. <laughs> yeah. And like it's tiring. I don't know if like maybe you don't see this, Cody, but people will come to our into our office to like, it's happened twice that I can remember. Remember that guy who came and dropped off his resume and he was some dude who was like, hey, can I get a job at your... He just rang the bell one day. Yeah, yeah. But he came in and automatically assumed you were in charge. And I'm like, do I look like I know anything? (laughs) But you do because you're a dude, though. And he was like, I'll just hand this to your secretary. And I was like, oh, fuck you. The guy's a dick. He knows what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't get a job. Um, Also, it turns out I'm the secretary. (laughs) (laughs) Joke's on you. You know, it's a funny angle on this, too, that I've noticed as well. I don't know. Maybe you notice this, too, is I feel like when you're working with other communities, especially if you have uh, females from the communities that are representing their nation, yes, and seeing how they're treated in the field, not yeah. by the archaeologists usually per se, but usually the other other disciplines or other uh, contractors, whoever else is out yeah. there, and that's something I'm cognizant of too. Yeah, and one like we do work a lot with name with hell and Clanza does, and like that's that's primarily my relationship that I've made. And part of that is because we do really good archaeologists, but part of that is because the the people who run like the referrals office in the archaeology department at name withheld are women, and they don't want to talk to another white dude. Like, and so when I came in and I was like, "Cool, how how do you guys want to do it?" Mm-hmm. They were kind of like, "Oh my god, finally a woman!" And I remember at some point one of the women being there, being like, "Fuck, these men don't know how to do anything," and I was like, "I know, right?" <laughs> <laughs> But they're just like there's a recognition of women with other women in the mm-hmm. fields. Like we know that we're both, we know that we're all up against more maybe in some ways than men are, especially in archaeology. And there's kind of a like, oh, like you've had to work hard also to get where you are. Me too. Do you notice guys that are sort of like sympathetic or at least try to be empathetic of whatever level they can do that with that you recognize in the field? Oh you yeah. Find who the like. Co- collaborate with and, and join 
partnerships in that kind of way to lots and it? lots and lots lots and lots of the dude the younger dudes in archaeology not so much the older dudes who are kind of still of the old vanguard but the younger dudes like they know what feminism is and mm-hmm. they know that like it's not okay to you know say those things about aviva behind her back when she's not listening <laughs> and like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that they know that kind of stuff's not okay so i all I pretty much always find allies in the men in the field. I feel that they don't know, and I understand this, I feel that they don't know where they should step in. Because, like, if, to me, if I was dealing with a guy on site who was being difficult and making, like, sexual comments or whatever, and a dude stepped in and was like, no, that's not okay, it would piss me off more. Yeah, like, I I definitely Mm. don't want to like offend anybody or step on anybody's toes and I, I really don't know where that line is for like if someone would like help or not like help I don't know when to yeah but sometimes what's like dudes have approached me and they've been like hey that wasn't okay on site like if you need me to say something and then that's worth way more because I I usually want to say it myself because I'm also so what happens for me as an archaeologist but also in the position I'm in is I I know right away that I am going to have to puff my chest up when I go on site. So I can't just go on site as a Viva, an archaeologist. I'm going to have to go on site and I'm going to have to lay down like very strict ground rules. And so, Cody, you were calling me this week and you were saying that name with hell, the, the site foreman for the site we're working on is scared of me. And that's like, that is a a thing that I do so I go on site and I'm like this is the way it's going to be because if I go on site and just act like one of the guys I don't have like the male bravado that goes with that I'm not just one of the bros they kind of see me as someone to walk all over and they're like yeah sure she says we can't dig here but we're gonna dig anyway so instead I have to be like look you're not digging here give me the schedule right now or I will pull my whole crew off the project. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I have to go in guns blazing first and then back off a little bit. But, mm-hmm. like, I always have to make that stand straight off the bat or I, I don't get taken seriously. And archaeologists are already at that position of disadvantage. Yes, going we are. Trying oh, yeah. to stop uh, destruction of cultural heritage and then in addition to have these assumptions being made against you if you're a, a female archaeologist going into the field... It's just an extra, yeah, level. I, I, I can definitely see that you have to prepare yourself before getting on site to, to present a very kind of hard face. Yeah, and I always, I just, I remember at one point we were working on this project. with Name withheld. And I was going to have to walk into this meeting. And <laughs> I'd come straight from, I'd come straight from a, a, the SAAs, which were in San Francisco that that year i literally drove from california and like stopped the car outside of the the name withheld office and was like i have to go to this meeting right now i have nothing to wear this is another thing like i have to think about what i'm gonna wear and i was like great i'm gonna have to wear this like short dress that i have in my suitcase that you can see my tattoos in and nobody's gonna take me seriously (laughs) like it just i just can't i have to think about all the ways i'm gonna curate myself in that meeting, like from ha- the tone of my voice to how I dress, to which things I'm going to toe the li- line on, to like how I'm going to address other people. And so I remember walking into that room, and sure enough, I was the only woman. It was like a boardroom of 12 or so men, 
And, like, I had to walk in there in a short dress and be like, no, you guys can't build your thing that you want to. And they try. I can see them at first be like, no, but we can build it, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're this woman in, like, a short dress walking in trying to tell us we can't build it. And, yeah, it's not... You know what? It, the funny thing is that, like, it's frustrating, but at the same time, it's something I take power from because I'm like, I'm going to go in there and wear the short dress and tell them, like, absolutely not. You can't build that thing that you want to you want to build. Mm-hmm. And, and you, yeah, like, I've seen you in action on this, and it's, yeah, it's cool to watch because it's just, yeah, like, somebody, like, rolling up, be like, nope, nope. Nope. And uh, all right, you can call me later if you if you want to discuss project specifics. And then I just flick my cigarette butt in their faces. <laughs> Stab it out. It's such face. a funny. Yeah. It's such a funny way to think. It's not funny, but it's so interesting because it's a lot of those things I don't obviously don't think about. I'm always trying to focus on okay, what what's the message I'm trying to convey to them here? What are their goals? What are our objectives? What are we trying to? And I'm always trying to think about how to be. I guess be diplomatic and clear in what I'm saying. But I don't add all that other stuff to because I can't the, even get to that stuff without like without getting even, you, you yeah. have to get through a wall of stuff before you can even get to that conversation level, yeah. right? And it's quite difficult without that, like to get across the the point of archaeological preservation to uh, oh, people yeah. who are oftentimes completely clueless about what that and they're means. ticked off and they're used to working yeah. with other dudes yeah. and like they don't want some like five foot two like chick in a flancy dress to be like no you can't build here sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're very yeah. tense situations sometimes. yeah i often yeah. think about there's a lot of there's a lot written about like women in managerial positions and how apologetic they are and how that comes across and i often think about the language i use and about saying mm-hmm. please and thank you and sorry so much and i try i i actually try and do that less so i try to be less apologetic mm-hmm. i try just to say yeah, you can't build that here. There's mm-hmm. no like, oh, s- yeah, sorry, you can't build that here. It's just, just a very... no. Yeah, because if you say, oh, sorry, you can't build that here, that's kind of... I lose all power. Yeah, it's like, mm-hmm, I know. Or if you're like... It's if really it's hard. hard. Yeah. yeah. It's just an opening. They, they see, like, flexibility in that statement. Yeah. There shouldn't be any. And I also, when I go into these meetings, expect them to push back, and they always yeah. do. Yeah. They yeah. always do. And I don't know if they do this as much with dudes, because I don't i'm usually in these meetings by myself but like there's always a like oh sure but you can help us out a little bit and then i have to explain that no like i'm here to help you out and i'm helping you out by telling you you can't build there mm-hmm. i think yeah, it's always, always kind of and i don't know if that's like yeah, they try to push all the time yeah. i think and always try to overreach and we 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 dealt with that on a project uh, up north together mm-hmm. yeah you, me, and, yeah. and a couple others, and it was difficult with stuff. But yeah, they try to explain them in, in but, their best. But even interest. even then, like as like not super machismo guys, he didn't really take us seriously. No, that and was we got the same kind of like yeah, okay, mm-hmm. I get that. Like because yeah, you guys are kind of like coming at this with like an open conversation. That means I can wiggle my way into what I want. And it's like eh, no, you can't. Yeah, yeah, it, and I think that's frustrating. Is I'm not trying. Diminish what Aviva's saying at all, but yeah, because we approach it probably the way we would were open. We're like, hey, well, you know, you can't do it like that, but you have to have this sort of like weird, sort of like on their level, like this kind of gruff Calgarian, kind of like Albertan, mm. like kind of like guy, like money talks and this kind of shit happens, and this is how you do it. And it's, it, I find that frustrating myself. So yeah, because that's you, like, it has to be tougher. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then throw that, like just just 
biologically and culturally, they're just our interactions that happen when men and women are talking to mm-hmm. each other, right? We're like, like sussing each other out. Mm-hmm. And like, there's body language stuff that's going on and like the t- tonation of our voices are different mm-hmm. and we're reading each other constantly. And so a lot of that is going on at the same time. And so, yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole like mind game thing that I kind of, I never like resent having to do it and sometimes I actually revel in it like I know we work with some really gruff in the past we worked with some really gruff mining dudes who have made actual terrible comments Mm -hmm. and one dude who forced me to hug him and it was like this happens and then I was like you know what I will I'm gonna play this up I'm gonna wear like super tight clothes and low cut shirts and just catch you in my little web and then I'm gonna burn you <laughs> and I really like that part of it. Yeah. <laughs> You're but like a black widow that way. I am, though, but uh, like you can talk to other people in our company, like Jenny and Amanda, and like we are at a disadvantage because we are women, so I will, I will use that. Yeah. Like I will use cleavage to get jobs, and I will be vocal about it because yeah. I am obviously not a dude when I walk into that boardroom. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you are going to treat me that way, I will play that up. So, do you. Catch this pop cultural reference. Do you lean in? You almost hit the microphone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> lean into the microphone. <laughs> well, the cleavage and Cheryl Sandberg. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Am I totally ignorant? I, I guess I only watch dumb YouTube videos. That's you got to read more, Cody. There's a lot of literature. It's called books. It's called books. It's called <laughs> There's library. Yeah. Books. Book. Yeah. Book. No, I have a I have a very uh, intentionally placed copy of By the Sea by Albert Camus on my toilet just I so that everybody that. notices God, that I'm, I'm so well read. I was read like Camus, they... Cam poo? Cam poo. Keep it on your toilet. That's I don't a know. very good joke. Is it? <laughs> I think you humor me because I'm your boss ish. You're our guest. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. In your <laughs> another In my... weird another weird thing about this that I gotta I gotta come up got to be straight with my listeners about is that I we're, we're recording this in my apartment but not in, in my studio apartment uh, <laughs> and uh, it's, it, this this apartment was previously Aviva's apartment that she got mm. me uh, and she she got me a sweet deal on it I've had sex in your bedroom oh, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> clap Aviva do you have any advice for any young women that are maybe taking classes in archaeology and not really sure if this is a field for them. Do you have any advice that you would give them to sort of like maybe help them out or think about the sort of career choice down the road? Yes. Um, I love CRM. Like this is, I tried academia, not for me. I love CRM. I love how difficult CRM it's a real, is. It's a real challenge. But I think that what I would say to women coming up in CRM is that you don't have to you don't just have to accept things how they are. If something is not working for you because you are a woman, this is the perfect time to change it right now. People are open to that and our generation is open to that. Um, and you just have to speak up and say something and be the first to make that change. And then I think other people will follow suit. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for, for joining us tonight. And uh, thank welcome. you our listeners uh, for uh, tuning in Uh, we'll uh, we'll catch you next time on uh, the transect